that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks. Because, because duality, duality is a thing. thing. Yezo! Yezo! How you doing? Hmm. You know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to live. How you doing? How you doing on the seventh day of June, baby? This is a national holiday in Philadelphia. This is the day that Odunde should have been, but it was not. In 45 years of tradition, this is the first year that black folks have not congregated with platters of fried chicken and over-salted vegan food. Yes. With cowries. Fulani's and overpriced t-shirts. <laughs> Shout out to Odunde. Shout out. So that's a thing. You got any updates? Give me some updates. I haven't I haven't really heard your voice much and I need it. I'm like, hello, hi, how you doing? Um Philly. Philly showed up and showed out yesterday. Eight they days did. of protest, nine days of protest, including today. And thousands, I don't know if folks have seen it, but thousands and thousands. If anybody knows Philadelphia, it was from the art museum steps all the way to the famous Catholic church. So that's like where the Fridays used to be. And that, I don't know what hotel that is, but that's huge, mad, long Parkway blocks that were packed from side to side. Yeah, with my. I saw that video and was like, "Oh my god!" There I love was us. in Philly also an epic wedding that happened. A couple married and then immediately joined the protest. A black couple. I forgot her name. Kiki and Rondell. They did. Is that, that. their real name? Or did you just make that up? <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> That's their alias, Kiki and Rodell. <laughs> Congratulations! Okay. But where did Rodell come from, though? I fucking Jamal okay. Rashid, whatever. Beautiful. I know we rock with Rodell. That's, <laughs> that's actually my fucking kid's name. <laughs> that's it, Rodell. Um, you know JoJo. It was like if you and Rashid have a baby, you should call him Rashan. <laughs> I was like, you are the future. You're brilliant. She said that? It's Rashanti and Rashid together. Rashan. <laughs> I know, but the fact that she said that, so she knows that y'all like boo-loving? She don't know we're like having intercourse, but and like able to make a baby. Knock on Y'all are wood. so Knock on your head, Antoinette. If y'all don't, Knock on wood, child. If y'all don't talk <laughs> to that fucking girl. She told me, she was like... It, Rashid is mom's friend, but like she knows he's that internet. But like, but y'all I'm trying need to, to create talk. a new life. We ain't necessarily anyway. Um, also in Philadelphia, these are all Philly updates. The mayor of Philadelphia 
is What's his name? making ma- uh, making incredible changes, Mr. Kenny. Kenny, right. And um, so Jim he's Kennedy? taken down, excuse me, Jim Kenny. Is it Kenny? Jim okay. Kenny. K-E-N-N-E-Y, is I think his name? I don't know what his okay. name is. Okay. Um, he made a statement yesterday. So, of course, you know, people were wilding out and he was like, this is, a, we can't do this. This is out of control. But then everybody protested. It was a really nice photo op for the city. Nothing was torn up. And he was like, well, actually, you know, this week has been humbling. It has shown me someone who considers themselves to be progressive and an ally that there is a great deal more for me to learn. Black voices have been silenced for too long. I must hear those voices and act on those demands. <laughs> Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Kenny has also you. moved forward. And with, this is epic. Like, this is what I'm like. It is. This is really important to me is that he has removed monuments in Philadelphia and landmarks, which are very triggering and hurtful to many Anyway, black, thoughtful, just like feeling motherfuckers in Philadelphia. He has taken down the um, statue and mural of former mayor Frank Rizzo of the 80s. And Frank Rizzo was the mayor in Philadelphia and approved the bombing of the MOVE um, movement in 1985, which ended in the destruction of 65 houses and killing six move members and five of their fucking kids. So RIP. Can you talk about move a little bit? Cause I don't, not a lot of people don't know that story. If you're not from Philly, you don't, a lot of people don't know that like we're the only city in all of fucking America to drop a bomb on itself. Um, it's like Tulsa as well. <laughs> There's like plenty yeah. of like, <laughs> and, well, in, in modern history, like that shit was like the year that my mother moved to Philly. It was a year before I was born with my... Right. um, The move were a group of black folks that were just like, yo, fuck all of your concepts, all of your ideas of what we should be doing. And in solidarity, just like had a very grassroots way of living. I believe they were vegetarian. They homeschooled all their kids. Like they were just making their own choices. And I guess they were disrupting or were an eyesore to the neighborhood and there were conflicts between them and police which ended in a police death so like there was this you know the, the that put them on the fucking radar and of course when you kill a police the police are like oh you were out to get you and i guess there were many many attempts by the city to like shut them down and stop them from just living their black ass free lives and they were like actually in their own fucking by home. any means necessary we're gonna live our black ass free lives and ended in killing them and like <laughs> and ruining 65 houses and it ended in um a lawsuit and i mean it's it just ended no money can't gloss over or clean up that complete devastation um but anyway uh frank rizzo he had a statue in center city right next to city hall or i don't remember like a huge across the street from city hall city hall 
took that shit down. And then a mural in South Philly and an Italian market. It's not the Italian market. It's like little Mexico now. So all the Italians are probably like, I don't fucking care. But still. That's big. That's, that's, I was like, oh. Oh, I saw them Italian boys walking around with they fucking bats and shit trying to and try us. Try us. Philly's so crazy. Um, how about you? Girl, you famous. Girl. No, I'm you, not. You are an influencer's influencer. You are. Bitch, you better put an activist an on your bio. Period. Activist. <laughs> Internet activist. Period. And I am not a I videographer. Am most, we are director, anti-influencer. Creative director. I'm just Finish kidding. Go ahead. You <laughs> Go. Um. I have to have a disclaimer is that I'm still figuring out how I feel about all of this. Um, so while I'm still processing, I'm going to ask for grace because I might say something fucked up because I'm human and I'm still honestly figuring it out and I'm sleep deprived and dehydrated because we was out yesterday marching and it was hot as shit and my pee is still very yellow even though I'm drinking this water. So I'm not well. Um, but... Yes, I filmed a video at the second protest that I had been to. The first one I went to, I want to say, was um, it started out in Harlem. We marched all the way down to Manhattan, ended up in Times Square, where the police attacked us. Um, they They started just grabbing protesters, threw a woman to the ground. That's when shit got heated. And I think that they just didn't understand. Like, I don't understand how they expect us to respond when you throw a peaceful protester to the ground. And so, of course, protesters are trying to get the police off of this older woman. She was older. She was like 50. Mm -hmm. Do you hear that feedback? Mm -mm. Okay. Um, So... Then they just charged us because people, you know, started throwing water bottles or whatever. And I ran for blocks with um, Nas, the guy that was on last week. We was just out running. Uh, So that ended up a hot ass mess. But the second protest I went to was at Foley Square. It was specifically for um, black queer folks. Um, And it was... It was beautiful. And I had been saying this whole time, like, we need music. Like, we, we got to realize that, like, music fuels us. And, and it's been doing that since the, since the continent. Like, we need it. And I was so happy to see those musicians. As soon as I saw them, I was like, I have to just stand with them. Like, I, 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 I have to stay with them. Um, and I captured a really beautiful moment um, with three black men, they're tagged on our post. Uh, the two of them are. One doesn't want to be tagged. Uh, so you check them out and give them their props. Just, you know, dancing, expressing themselves. And it went viral. Uh, it, it has like over two million views on my page alone. It was shared on countless pages. And um, I had a lot of feelings about it. I was like, okay, this is dope. Like, we're going to reclaim the narrative. Cool. Um, and then I had like, I was really nervous about it. I was like, okay. Cause I was seeing who was reposting it and it was just so many white folks. Like, this is how you protest. This is how you protest. And it, it still felt like judgment was on it. And like, oh my God, black people, they're so amazing. They're so talented. It was like, yeah, but that's not the point of this. Like, 
I wanted people to be really clear that those men were not just dancing. Like it was a battle cry. And in that they were expressing like joy, pain, rage, loss, like all of those things. And 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 a lot of those emotions are conflicting. And and that is what it is to be black in America. It's for all of those things to be bubbling within you at once. Um and I just so I I just kind of sat back and watched and my 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 inbox had like over it was like a thousand and some DMs and messages and I was just like this is really overwhelming. Really? And yeah. Oh yeah. I like it it was insane. A lot of it was just like reposts and you know when somebody reposts you you get a DM. A lot of it was people thanking me for posting it, asking me who the guys were. Um, asking me what books they could read, how they can help, um, and that was that's a lot. And so, I don't know. I just at the end of the day, I I looked at that, and I just thought to myself, like, again, this is a common phrase for us, but like, the world does not deserve black people, and they're so fucking lucky that we're only asking for equality and not revenge. Like, they're so fucking lucky about that because, like. For people to just be casting their judgment on this is how you're supposed to protest, it really doesn't sit right with me. So, um, but I, I was happy that um, our, our our episode came out the next day, and a lot of people were reposting that, and a lot of white faces were reposting that, um, and in support of it, and actually listened to it and wrote me in great detail about what they learned and how they'll continue to listen. Uh, so that was. That was good. Um, and I have to be honest, I had some anxiety about all of my new followers who are white, uh, mostly because I just thought to myself, like, I had a conversation with myself and I just, I said to myself, and I called you even, I said, nothing that we do is going to change. Like, just because we might have new listeners who don't have the same background as us, like, we're still going to be authentically us and authentically around the way and do what we do. And some shit might go over their heads and some shit's not meant for them. And that's okay. And so I had to keep telling myself, like I was scared to post like a funny meme because I didn't want folks to think that this shit was funny. And I was worried about how they were going to read into it. And I, I find myself putting disclaimers up like, oh, I'm making time for joy. And I'm like, no, fuck that. Like I'm a human I can just write what I want to write. And so I'm kind of dealing with that and grappling with that still, still understanding what that looks like. But I I did have a friend who is a friend write me and say, you know, I think this is the perfect position for you to be in. And I'm not telling you this because I feel like you need to do this emotional labor for us, but because of your unique position and your... Your unique um, position being... uh, Being biracial... Uh-huh. Because of your unique, your unique position, and you you have practice in this of bridging that gap and having patience for these folks and teaching them along the way. Maybe that's what you're meant to do. Maybe that's part of your fight. And so I sat with that. And at first, I was like, "Oh fuck that! That's not my job." And then I sat with it and thought, "You know what? I don't know what that is, but something's popping off in my neighborhood. If you could hear that, mine too, child. Yeah, that shit is." crazy the helicopters are it's chilling been, it's now, been happening all all the time yeah but uh, um so i i'm 
I'm sorry. I'm I'm taking that on um, a little bit, but also making space for like when I don't want to take it on. I'm I'm being honest. Like either I'm not responding to folks, or I'm just being like, yo, you got to do this research. Like as much as she might get on my nerves. What's her name? Amanda? Not what's her man? Amanda Seals? Is that her mm-hmm. name? Yeah. Yeah, right. She had a really interesting post where she was like, um, she was like, you know, I got all these white people hitting me up, asking me what books they should read and this and that. And like, it's not my job to tell you that, uh, which is very true. And she's like, I had to go research my history. I'm not taught this shit. I I, like I had to go seek this shit out. If you're really about it, go seek it out. Um, But I also think it's valid for us to have these conversations. So I, I'm I'm figuring out where I stand on that. I will say though that these fucking asshole news outlets, so there's like middlemen between us and the news. And so these um these businesses, these these companies hit you up and they're media companies and they'll be like, hey, you know, for your video, you know, that's gone viral you know, news sources really want that information. They really want this footage, so we can um, we can put that in front of them. And for for the small uh, cut of forty five percent of your profits, because you know, news news outlets have a budget for this, and you should be getting paid for this content. And so we want to help you uh, get paid. And then I was like the fuck and and we in order to do that we we would like to have exclusivity so you know we own the rights to the video at the end mm. i was like if you don't get the fuck out of here don't you ever come over here and package me a piece of shit and tell me it's chocolate like you do not get to profit any fucking money off these black men's pain and furthermore it didn't make any fucking sense to me because i was like that's not my ip like I'm not in the video. I may have shot the video and owned the video, but these men are in the video dancing, giving us their art. Like, you don't get to just ask me for it. That's Mm -hmm. fucking been it. And I get to keep profits for it. And I was like, yo, fuck that. Unless you're not going to take any cut and unless you're going to donate and I'm going to donate all my fucking money to the the bail project. Fuck you. You kiss my ass. And I had to write, like, by the end of the day, like six different emails like that. I just thought these motherfuckers are vultures, yo. What fucking world are we living in? So that sh- that shit took me out. But I want to shout out Good Morning America, CNN, <laughs> and CBS because they came correct and they were like, "Listen, we want to share this e news as well." They were like, "We want to share this video." It we was shared on e news. Yeah, that shit. Somebody hit me up today and was like, girl, I'm watching. They just shouted you out on Good Morning America, bitch. I'm watching you now. <laughs> and they told us to go to your Instagram. Girl. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Girl. But I'm so happy. You got to hit I, and that's with. my point. I was like, to all my new what? followers, I have a bunch of new <laughs> followers. To all my, you did do that, right? Yeah, you did. Y'all I cracked. did. And I said, <laughs> I said, watch this. I said, listen to this fucking episode because your activism can't stop at reposting a picture of us fucking dancing. We've been dancing for years. Anyway. I think it's really important. Oh, go ahead. I I think it's really important for everybody, yourself included, myself included, everybody to, to be their whole selves in this. And that this process, again, this is like, a marathon and being expected to know everything, be, being expected to see everybody 
is the ultimate goal, but like we have to be we have to be real with ourselves. And like I think only when we're real with ourselves can the work be done. Otherwise, it's just like a performative thing and you're you're mm-hmm. bound to get caught the fuck up and called out. Yeah. So like you just be your fucking self. And I mean, and this is what the whole episode is about. It's just like be everybody, be your fucking self, show up fully when you have the capacity to show up and just know that like we we all have a tremendous amount of work to do but mm-hmm. not to be performative or like question double yeah. you know try to performative for black folks performative for white folks just yeah. show up as your generous self and authentic self yeah. and like understand that that you're you're doing the this is the work and it's like yeah, being I, called out. Think, it's like making people uncomfortable. It's like backpedaling mm-hmm. and being like, oh fuck, I, I fucked up in that way. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I think not- that there's a big difference between being performative and being thoughtful. And that's something that I'm trying to, you know, I want to be thoughtful because I don't want to be reckless. I'm not ever gonna be reckless. I'm gonna be my fucking self, but I don't want to be a reckless version of that, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, but two last things. Uh, if people need pick-me-ups, whether you're in New York or not, please follow the Justice for George Floyd NYC Instagram. Watch the stories and see how many people are mobilized in these streets. And it will fill you in a way that I just can't describe. So shout out to them. And they also provide all of the rally and protest and march information um, for the for every day. Like, any borough, they've got it all covered. Um, and then lastly, yo, the my mom is so with the shits right now. My Shut mom up. is like Taruji. woke mom. What woke white mom? <laughs> my I'm just like, girl, what? Like, and I can't I'm sorry, but I I can't explain. Like I I'm sorry, I I just don't have language for how how good that feels. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, I know my mom has always loved me, but she just could not see me. Mm-hmm. And being seen in this way is like, it's just what I have wanted from her since I was a, a baby girl. And like, not only is she seeing me, but she's like protecting me. And like, just I just never felt that from her. And I have to be honest, I'm so scared that it's a trend and that it might go away. But she's here now. And I'm just like, I'm not being reverent because she should have been here. But I'm I'm just appreciative and I'm I'm thankful and I'm I'm explaining that to her. And she said that like what really f- turned the switch for her was that my aunt who doesn't get this shit at all, says some fucked up shit to me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And my response was, I'm begging you to understand how deeply that hurts me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm begging you, please. And my mom called me and was like, take that fucking post down. And immediately I got, I was like, here she goes sticking up for her family. And she was like, you don't beg her for a fucking thing ever. Fuck her. And I got it. But you don't beg her. That's I'm doing rude, this work. Jude. And I was like, "What? 
And my sister's been sending me pictures of my mom and shit that she posted online. She just posted a picture of the three of us, of me, my sister, and her. And somehow she didn't figure out how to put a Black Lives Matter graphic on it. Oh, I have she to see She talking all kinds of her shit. You got to see it. She talking all Shout kinds of shit about you. white supremacy and white privilege. And she was talking about how people are talking about looters and how fuck them. She'd probably be out there looting too. We don't get to decide how the revolution comes i said oh. what who is this Go this is the same woman that was like well like radicalized Brown, was, right i said <laughs> bitch she is two seconds what we keep saying two seconds from saying that coronavirus, coronavirus came from 5g, 5G. baby <laughs> she's in the next she's she in her motherfucking she woke, woke. you know what 9-11 was an inside <laughs> job <laughs> listen she George Bush well doesn't care way. about black people. <laughs> She's on her fucking way. So, I mean, crack was her. put intentionally into the black community. Go ahead, Rudy. Yes. <laughs> Judy is on it. Judy is reading and reaching out as she telling her family, fuck you. I, I'm not playing with y'all. And then, like, the fact that she referred to my sister and I as black, that was the first time she's ever done that. Oh, ever. she doesn't refer to you as black. No, she would always say it hurt her. She would say it hurt her deeply when we would think that we were only black because somehow she felt like, and I get it, but she mm-hmm. felt like oh, we right, were. Right. Yeah, I remember you. We were that. not owning and claiming her, her and all this sh- acknowledge- yeah. acknowledging her. Like mm-hmm. I'm here. Like I have you. I love you. Yeah. And now she's like, uh-uh, in this world, you're black. <laughs> I'm like, what? Get radical. So yeah. My mom is not like that. I'm just that. happy. I, Bad Garth girl is not like that, which is which blows my mind because she's so oh, fucking blow my woke in all, all these other ways. I'm like, what? She been you know, talking. I think her shit. you know. I think it's really, um, and I don't find myself hurt by it because I don't think it's anything that it was ever uh, lost on me, and I don't think I really. I don't think I need, um, I, I do. I'm, I'm extremely dependent on my mom just like for basic shit, but like also I don't care what she thinks that much. And I guess I should. And also I'm tired of like trying to explain things to her at this point in this moment. So I don't know to be continued. I think we had our first yeah. discussion, like a first confrontation about what's going on in the world today and it um it was you know it was very by the book white women white woman thing and I was like oh okay all right but shout out to Ruju bad barbs shout maybe out next to lifetime <laughs> I love you um what else is happening Go into it, girl. You you fuck you did this outline. I saw these politics like go, bitch, go. And politics. I think you were <laughs> supposed to add to it, but that's no. You got that's it. Fine. This was it. And politics is usual. Wow, blow. President Trump. I think this was. Don't um, ever call him that. What? The White House occupant. The White House okay. occupant is. Directing federal agencies to bypass requirements to some of the country's most significant environmental laws. The stated goal is to fast track big new infrastructure projects to boost the economy. 
Trump's order directs federal agencies to look for ways to avoid time-consuming processes and build transportation and energy infrastructure, including highways, oil and gas pipelines, and fossil fuel export terminals. So basically, he's trying to get rid of all the fine print for major construction and all all these, you know, um, projects that affect the environment to boost the economy to like get this shit started so the money can start flowing in in spite of the fact that these were put in place for a specific reason to protect the environment um and so u.s house natural resources chair raul m i'm not gonna say his name correctly grialva of arizona says nepa and that's the um the federal the the requirements that help protect all of the it, the laws that protect folks from just going in and do whatever the fuck they want to do regardless of the uh, environment. NEPA is a public health law as well as an environmental law, and as we've seen time and time again, these is, this this administration considers public health and environmental laws nothing more than roadblocks to their anti environmental ad- agenda. This is another attack on black communities and communities of color by President Trump. So again, he's correlating this with public health. We're in the time of Corona, where, of course, black people and poor folks, people of color are being affected by Corona, you know, disproportionate to white folks. And he's basically just like, all right, this is here we go with the shit show. So that's that's (sighs) Trump. So like all. He equates everything to money because that's all he money, knows cash, and understands. Hose. Money, cash, hoes. What? But he like, did you see? Him? First of all, this is a hot ass mess, and this is you. People have to understand that when you attack the environment, you're attacking humanity. You're attacking all of us. Like disproportionately, I'm sure it will affect black and brown communities more than anyone else. But this shit, this earth. Earth with an F. I heard it. <laughs> this shit is not sustainable, like at all. He's you cannot go to keep his fucking bunker. this shit up. They got bunkers in their little homes that they're gonna it's outlive. But the, the nuclear the economy downfall. though is like it's true. The economy, like he equates everything to that shit. It blew my fucking mind on the day of George Floyd's funeral. On the day of his funeral, Trump got out there and said. Well, George Floyd would be looking down and be really happy about the fact that we're getting more jobs. That no, means we're he helping didn't. the black community. <laughs> I'm not fucking lying. Uh, Look that shit up. <laughs> I swear to God. And people were like, excuse me? Then you have Fox News, right? I didn't write this shit in, but I'm going to just go off the dome. Motherfucking Fox News. is e- Even their own people are looking at them like, what? They're under fire because these motherfuckers released a graphic they did a whole second, and it wasn't an opinion piece. It was actual news. They called this news a graphic on how the economy shoots up after every single major black killing that gets news. They showed Trayvon, Mike Brown, George Floyd. It was like you're equating black death to money. You sinister fuckers. What Girl, is that's wrong where war with you makes money too, child. You know how much money uh, the economy I know, makes but with the, war? The fact that they just blatant about it at this point. They usually at least, again, package it like chocolate, even though it's shit. 
I mean, it blows my mind. There was a, oh, and then I need to, I need us. I'm on my shit right now. I'm talking my shit. I need us not to be disillusioned uh, because what's her damn name? Muriel, Muriel Bowser, the mayor of DC. Now I will give her credit for her righteousness, petty, pettiness. Like it was righteous. It, it really was. You know that she didn't have the, the ground painted Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. that lead to the White House and rename that strip Black Lives Matter Way. Mm-hmm. So Trump now lives on Black Lives Matter Way. Like you got to write that shit in because that's what it's called now, which is petty genius. But she also is increasing the police budget and has been decreasing black and brown school budgets. So, sis, this is a great photo. This is great for the news. But what's really good? This is what I'm saying. Policy, 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 money, budget. That is what we need to look at. Some of this shit shines like a piece of chocolate. And you think it's a fucking Snickers bar. And it's literally a piece of rotten shit. And we need to be clear. We need to be media literate. And we need to be critical thinkers about this shit. So, yes, we could celebrate small victories. But... We got work to do, and that's why voting and being civically engaged. I real that when we talked about that last week, that shit hit me because I was like, I don't know my city council members, and that's unacceptable as much shit as I talk about voting. So we got lots and lots of work to do. If you don't know your city council members, go look them up right now. But I'm gonna get off my. Yeah, I think the, I'm get I off my the, soapbox. I think the civically engaged. Um, yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> pop culture. What? What's that? What? Now, you know we don't know shit about pop culture. I don't know, but I just learned that India and I, Re and Chris Tucker were dating. They dated in the past. When? <laughs> I don't know, Wait, but I don't when? trust India Ire's music anymore. I just don't trust it. I just, it doesn't make sense. You love her. No, I don't trust it anymore. If she comes out with another <laughs> album, I'm like, India, you, you just, I don't really trust your decisions. <laughs> but that I'll came out on Twitter. Cause I don't, what? I'm sorry. I'll tell you offline because I don't, I don't have it, my, I don't have it confirmed, but a couple you sources dated that India I know. Ari's, no, you dated who? A couple sources I know, know some problematic shit that she has said and done, but. We all have, so carry on. It's fine. We all have done it. But like Music Soul Child and Chris Tucker, I'm like, all right, maybe the problem is... What's wrong with Chris Tucker? Chris Tucker? Chris Tucker? Chris Tucker is actually... Oh, wait. I'm thinking Chris Rock. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Fuck Chris Rock, too. But also, Chris Tucker... Child. Anyway. What's wrong with Chris Tucker? I really want to know. Apparently... he and I'm just learning this. Apparently, he was involved in the Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein islands of pedophilia and pornography and rape of young children. He was there living his oh, goddamn child. life. Is that real? You know that for a fact. So, where we say that shit? Yeah, he's in the fucking uh, doc. I couldn't watch it. I tried to watch that documentary. I was like, but actually, this feels pornographic. Luke keeps in telling its own. me to watch like, it. I really? really don't want to hear every single case of young girls that he's lured in and what they had to do to him. I get it. I guess they need it for like effect, but I was like, all right, this is 
gross and kind of pornographic even in it in in its its Jesus. storytelling. Yeah, hard pass. I don't think I could watch it. I also finished Euphoria. I finished I it, everybody. <laughs> look at how sad you look. Deeply <laughs> affected by that story. Somebody wrote us too, like, yeah, man. Uh, a young, uh, a black guy actually was like, yeah, I, gr- I think he grew up in Connecticut or some shit. I don't know exactly where he grew up, but he was like, kids ain't really living like that. Not a lot of kids living like that. Kids are acting crazy, but not like that. And I was like, okay. But that was okay, really I disturbing. I could do this mothering thing. That shit really fucked me up. And what was the saving grace was Betty. You guys need I to go on that. HBO, That's HBO and you need to watch Betty. It's about a group of queer skater girls. Apparently in skater culture, any girl that skates is called a Betty. And just dealing with oh. the discrimination. It's just beautiful. It just shows a bunch of fucking kids in New York being amazing. And they similarly, they deal with the same issues that Euphoria deals with in terms of like boys not knowing how to deal with sexuality and mistreating girls and drug use and, you know, all types of shit. But they do it in such a way where I'm like, oh, I hope JoJo, I, I want JoJo to be a Betty. I hope JoJo's a Betty. <laughs> it's beautifully shot. <laughs> the music's all of that. The acting's on point. And I'm, I'm pretty much obsessed with these girls. And it gave me so much hope. So shout out to Betty. You guys should watch it. It's, it's, it's a real treat. Apparently there's a new show. Apparently there's a new show on Hulu as well called Rami. Rami? Rami? I don't know. I'm going to check that out. Got a good um, suggestion from that. Somebody Look at you. That. I can't And then believe. Little Fires, girl. I finished Little Fires. You weren't supposed to. And when I saw this in the outline, that really annoyed the bejesus out of me. I told you, you that yesterday. Well, You don't actually listen to me when I have well, conversations with sorry. you. Sorry. Or it was today that I actually told you. It was like three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm not. Well, I'm dehydrated. Well, listen, you weren't, supposed to re- you weren't supposed to watch the rest of well, that. I because did. when we I talk did. about it, I know that you're going to slip up. Like if we're talking about episode four and episode five, you're going to be talking about episode seven. I know who you I are. I did it with the other one too, girl. I, I, I hate I watched it. Before I hate you it with so much. One. I hate it so I get, much. I get down with the little fires. It's a little bit unrealistic in some places, but it's also a great depiction of the complexity and the subtle undertones of <laughs> troubled white women. I'm here for it. Listen, Shout and also we are to going it. to be back on Patreon. Somebody asked on our Patreon, like, y'all going to keep doing little fires or not? Nah? Yes, we are. Shit hit the fan in the world, though. So we had to, we had to, you know, what is that? Pivot a little bit. But little fires is coming back. And I have a hell of a work week in front of me. So we'll probably record it next week, in all honesty. So look out for that episode Three and four, Shanti's gonna ruin it because she's gonna be talking about the last episode in three and four. But you know, I'm like, girl, that ending was fucked up and unrealistic, child. <laughs> it was good. Oh, we do have Shout a call. You wrote, um, do we have any calls? Yes, yes, we did have a a call. I'm gonna pull that shit out right now. You have to see. You know how like um, Google Voice tries to what's it called uh, when they write down the words. For you of the call, what's it called? Autocorrect. No, oh, they transcribe. They try to transcribe. Oh yeah, <laughs> they be like, "Yo, Shanti and internet, this shit cracks me <laughs> up." 
Actually, it's not Shanti. It's Shante and, and internet. And it, it makes me, it fills me with such joy. Every time I see that, I'm like, that's my new fucking name is internet. Shout out to that. All right, hold up. Yo, Shanti, Antoinette, I'm just listening to the latest episode about this association, and Shanti just dropped her, the way she feels about the Jaden Smith video, and I just needed to, I have y'all's numbers saved in my phone, and I have been waiting for this moment to just stop so I can just leave y'all a message and respond to something, because yes, Shanti, I have that same feeling when I see them with their white queens or nilla queens as Jaden XB call it. I love that phrase, nilla queens. And I'm just like, I don't know, I'm not hating, but I am and I just feel so confused, but I'm also like I'm I mean it's it's just it's very conflicting. I don't know. I had to pause the episode, so I don't know what else you're gonna say about it. But I just yes, I was just talking back to you and I was just like, you know what, let me call them because Yes, I. It's weird, and I and I already actually talked to my friends about this specifically about Jaden Smith and all those other types of California uh, glitter boys who love their Miller Queens. And yes, it's a thing. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, damn, it's a thing. These the present stuff. race wars <laughs> and shit. I know Jaden's like, oh man. Oh man, this is dad was saying. Jaden gonna be out there. Listen, Jaden gonna be Jayden's right like, out fuck there y'all with Kendall like fucking men. Jenner. Y'all tripping. I fucking like men. First of all, I, I definitely think Jaden likes humans. He just with the shits, and I'm here for that. But I'm. I think that he's gonna walk out there with Kendall fucking Jenner and pass the cops a Pepsi and think it's all good. And I'm gonna. I'm just gonna throw. I'll start throwing bricks at Jaden. Like go go talk to your mother. It it just blows my mind how Jada was Tupac's love of his life, and then Jaden is like Tupac was fucking queens. white girls too. He was fucking them, but he wasn't loving them. Shout out, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tupac. I don't know how to feel about it. I think people can love who they love. It's so many. Black men marching with their white women in these marches, holding hand in hand. And I have to search deep within me to be like, check your, just check, check your feelings or feel your feelings and figure it out, sis, because that's what created you. So you got to self-hating <laughs> as biracial girls, <laughs> yeah. top of the class in their Africana studies. <laughs> Yo, I, I, somebody said to me, oh, your Hotep chip has been activated. It's now on full. Like, you was kind of Hotep, but now you're like, Hotep, Hotep. And I'm going to claim it. I'm going to claim it completely. Um, What's next, Sheila? All right, well, we're going to take a break. At- Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued, 
at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We can't keep it. Can I say something? We can't keep saying that because I talk to the fucking people and they're like, well, sometimes we have ads. Sometimes we don't have ads. It depends on our partners. So we keep saying we're going to take a break. And then sometimes it ain't no break. Should we just have a moment of silence? <laughs> Maybe. But then if we have a moment of silence and there's no ads, or the, no, well, if we have a moment of silence do. and we're there's We're going to create ads. a moment of silence. And in this moment of silence, everybody needs to close their eyes, put their hands on their chests, take a deep breath. Deep belly breath. And breathe out. Ladies, rub on your tits if you love hip hop. (laughs) (laughs) And so we are back after that spiritual moment. Um, So recently, well, after, um, I don't know, when did the, what is this fucking Monday all this shit happen? Sunday? When niggas start getting, going, going to the streets. I, I don't know. I guess whenever you posted that, um, I don't know. Whoa. Oh, I know where it all came from. It came from last week. This has been like two weeks. This has been our whole fucking lives. But also like two mm-hmm. weeks ago when we had our most recent episode of being a black man in America um, and after George Floyd's death. Um, there have been a lot of po- there has been a lot of posting on internet uh, on around the way curls social media and on the stories um, about the protests about George Floyd about the consequence of this on black men and it was our d- idea to have the Follow the, the the most recent episode with the three black men, Rich, Salah, and Nas, to kind of get their take on how they're doing um, during this time with another very graphic and public murder of a black man by cops. And so someone close to me sent me a text And within that text, the person explained how our posting was felt heterosexist, felt patriarchal, um, and was not inclusive in considering at all the deaths of women, queer, and trans folk that have died before, during, and after the death of George Floyd and centering the platform felt like it was centering black men um, rather than considering that this is a black lives matter and that that encompasses the many different ways that black lives show up, especially in the, you know, 
queer, trans, and just, just, you know, fucking black women. And so I shared this critique. It it wasn't hard for me to hear. um, And it wasn't anything that, um, I don't, I don't think I didn't know for my, for myself. And I talked to, you know, I had a conversation with that person and it came from a space of, of course, love and tremendous generosity being as though that person felt hurt and disappointed and triggered deeply in a way that could even be described as violent in seeing that. And so it was extremely generous for that person to even offer that insight to be like, yo, actually, you know, this is affecting me. Um, and so I, 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 I thanked them and, you know, shared the information with Antoinette. And it has, one, it, my response to all of the, this is, is, is far more um, like intro interior. And I think internets is far more, and I think it's just your, your general who you are and your superpower to be like, to, to help, to nurture, to talk through, to let people know that they're seen. And I, I know that that was the intent in um, centering those three black men and, you know, quickly coming to kind of highlight them and to share their stories um, with white folks. Um, I can, I, I know, I can understand where that came from and I can also understand how that is deeply reflective of our own conditioning as women in a patriarchal society um, and I just wanted to like, I just wanted to talk can about I, it. And yeah, can I? Uh huh. Yeah. So, um, a couple things. Uh, it's fun. It's not funny, but I. It, it's interesting to me. I, again, I take full accountability for it's. It's. I think when I when you shared that with me, I was like, oh shit. Like I haven't put uh, language to it. And I haven't highlighted it. Um, but again, the march that I was at, I specifically chose because it was for black queer folks. And it, it was it was to highlight them. Now I didn't put language to that. I didn't I, I honestly didn't think I needed to. And maybe I do, because in my mind, Black Lives Matter is absolutely black, queer, trans, non-gender conforming lives. All black lives. Um, but I, again, I take responsibility uh, for it. I also know that I've highlighted um, said person numerous times within the past week. But, and, and, and me having, me asking three black men on the episode who identify as uh, heterosexual black men is not necessarily to highlight them it was to have a conversation with them. And again, this is one of many conversations. We have to have a conversation with our women as well. We have to have a conversation with our queer folks as well. And, with, and my thing about that is that I'm, I'm not an authority on that. 
I don't have the language and I'm ignorant. And so while I, my heart is there, I know that I probably don't see them fully because I don't completely understand it. And I probably never will, but I want to. So I want to make that really, really clear. I also think language is important and I don't think it's a fair critique to say that our posts are violent against any one group of people. I, I don't know. Um, that I'm going to stand our, by that. Yeah. I don't know if that's your place to, to, that's to fine, but I, I'm saying it. how that that's how I feel felt to that person is violent for a person that has, for a person that has constantly been on the receiving end of violence and fear and danger and neglect and pain from black men to then turn around and see that those are the folks that are constantly centered in the narrative of just centered is hard for people and can feel violent. And I don't understand. But I'm not going, let let me say something. I'm not going to deny black, straight black men's humanity and again, we cannot have all of these conversations in one conversation. It's not possible. It's just not. The, the, the issues within our community and within Black Lives Matter are so vast and so nuanced. And we, we, don't, we don't have all of the tools yet. I don't. I'm not going to speak for you, but I don't respectfully. And so I'm not going to s- deny their humanity and and say that I'm not I, I'm not apologetic for having them on and having them talk. Did I agree with everything they said? No, but it's an opinion and it's how they felt. The same way that this person, how this person feels, and how many others have called us out for certain things about how what we've said has affected them. It's not. It's not the Everybody first has time a space that for it. people that are close to me that are queer are like, "Yo, you should have." Like, why don't you have, and we, and we have, that's not to and say we that have had, <laughs> but, but at the same time, there's a discussion around white people and their feign of ignorance, white people and their, because they don't have a proximity to blackness because they're not, they don't have black friends. It's like, well, I don't know. It, it's, it's the deeper that we do the work, the more that we know that 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 it's a given that those folks should be included together and if not first because the discussion around women queer and trans folks is not something that we we hear and we hear enough it's just not something that's highlighted and so it's it's our work to kind of like unpack and again I'm not this is not Antoinette this is not just your platform there's two people here I'm not in any way Mm -hmm. saying like oh man you like this this is it's it's scary as fuck but it's also real as fuck and beautiful as fuck that our unpacking And our learning and relearning and expansion is public. And like when we Mm -hmm. make an error, people are like, shit, I made that same error. I'm I'm unpacking and relearning and Mm -hmm. like 
doing this work Mm -hmm. with you and Mm -hmm. I'm not in any way, um, I'm not in any way, um, trying to hide from that or like, and I'm not saying that you are, but like this, this is it. Like this is, this is, this is, this is it. And when we, when we, it was really amazing. And I'll bring this up now. Um, there's a couple, there's a couple things that I've been meditating on, especially around this, myself, my mom, um, my dad, when he talks about like spirituality and we have this concept of like evolving, getting, becoming self-realized, becoming enlightened, blah, 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 blah. There's this idea that there's your, your soul or your quote unquote, um, you know, I'll just say your soul becomes, is like a mirror and the mirror is dirty. It's clouded. It has shit all over it. And that it takes many, many impressions, many, many wipes to like clear that off so that it can be clear, so that it can be clean, so that you can, you know, be fully realized as a spiritual being. And I think that coincides with this idea that this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. This is a long game. This is the fact that our ancestors have been doing this work way before us and that it takes a long time for these notions of like freedom, liberation, equality, you know, erasing these restrictive ideas, these toxic ideas of what gender is, what a man is, what a woman is, what they shouldn't and shouldn't be. It takes a long fucking time. Like I, I, there's shit that I remember, I'll never forget like when we first started the blog, what, like 10 years ago, shout out to Philadelphia Printworks. There was um, the, the, the makers had silence will not protect you by Audre Lorde. I did not really know what that meant. I saw it and I was like, oh, that's a dope design. Like, sure. I did not know the context in which that is connected deeply to like freedom and liberation until fucking a week ago. And that's like a 10 so year share span. It. Share of what like, the context is. That number one, if things don't, one, how, the, 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 the person that, crit, that shared their, offense in the first place Mm -hmm. had that person been quiet and been like oh like i'm gonna let them do their thing that's not a big deal that shit that's a big deal that doesn't protect you by you confronting and saying like yo that hurt me i i don't really want to follow you guys right now i love you but that hurt me that simple act has a ripple effect that that person has no, now we got a whole bunch of people listening to it. Like that has a ripple mm-hmm. effect. You know, black folks just saying like, just fucking rioting, protesting is a matter of speaking about how, you know, they've been hurt, how shit doesn't mm-hmm. feel right. Women, it, it, you know, we can mm-hmm. take it all the way back to like self-care and just simple interactions that you have with, you know, your partner. Being, holding shit in, um, and not speaking our truths and not being our whole ass selves does not keep us safe. You implode and it 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 just it's it doesn't work. But like I just say this this takes a really this takes a long time and it takes many, many wipes and none of it is without benefit. 
it's you're always getting clearer and clearer and clearer. And I I hope that we have patience for ourselves and for others in like this collective like cleansing. But yeah. also the, the this notion of like um and I guess the best way for us to kind of go into what is important to always consider when it comes to oppression is that like it hits on many, many levels. And, you know, the the word intersectionality, which is new to me, not something that I've been like, you know, fucking thinking about and talking about in many ways. But again, engaging with this kind of um, information, engaging with certain folks that have been practicing that are deeply invested, it's all making more sense to me and I can see the importance of it. But um, the interconnected nature of social categorizations such as race and gender as they apply to a given individual or group regarded as creating overlapping and interdependent systems of discrimination or disadvantage. So basically... You can be Classes fucked up in the game in, well. in all the ways. You know, you can be black, gay, a woman, poor, poor, and disabled. And like you got all the stacks against you, and one mm-hmm. isn't more important than the other, and none of the others should ever be disregarded in terms of your identity, right. in terms of your, you know, um, in terms of even the, 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 the people that are discriminating against you are responsible for the oppression. You know, it can't be like, all right, fucking, you know, black lives matter, but like fuck women or black lives matter. But like, no, it, it just, it just never works that way. Um, there's, there's, yeah, I guess that's, to this I guess that's my naivety that like thinking that black lives matter. I just love that so much because it's like, it's not speci- it's 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 all encompassing to me and the and the the fact that people don't see it that way or or it's news to me like i'm just like wait what so if somebody says black lives matter you think that transgender lives aren't included in that you no, think that I- like it just kind of blows my mind like what the and and that's my own i'm naive to that i'm like wait Aren't we all out here with this same understanding? Brianna Taylor but died I, before George Floyd, but like, yes, she's not getting the attention that he's well, getting. Well, I think, and there's, I there's read a, a think piece. To, can go I go ahead? Go ahead. Yes, we definitely, definitely center black men's pain. I will never deny that we definitely do, and within and, and their privilege in that way whether they want to see that or not. Um, but I, I read a couple think pieces on that, on that very fact and on say her name as well. And um, I think that with George Floyd's case is very specific because the video was so graphic and so long and the response that the folks within Minneapolis had by burning the police station it ignited something in all of us of like we can't be scared anymore now's the time and i'm at these marches and they're screaming brianna taylor's name but there's so many brianna taylor's name that we don't scream and i can't and and i'm embarrassed now to say that a black trans woman was killed and i don't know that woman's name 
but I I know the I know of her and so many of them are and killed by us. And I'm gonna I acknowledge that. Um and that's like absolutely my work. But I'm I'm I was hella naive. And like I'm now I'm out here thinking like, I wonder how many people are out here not recognize and I and it's also that I live in New York, right? So that's another thing where like I think it's, we have a lot of New York listeners. So I'm talking to y'all to like I think we have to put again, language is important. I think we have to put language and not to not to divide us, but I guess to acknowledge. Like people need to be acknowledged and heard. Like we live in a bit of a bubble here where we, you know, black black trans lives matter is is nothing to us. We see it all the time. But maybe or not maybe, definitely in other places, that's just not the case. And that's that's my work. That's the bubble that I live in. Yeah, and that that's the work. That's yeah. the work. Um, so I'm just going to share something, and this is um, to build upon this idea of centering black men's pain and for black women especially being the recipients of the burden um, not only the brutality as well as kind of like doing the emotional labor for them. There's an amazing conversation between Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin. Ooh, I don't know the exact date. 1971. Nikki Giovanni is 28 years old. 28. James Baldwin is 40, in his 40s, I believe. Um, I think 47. I think he was 47. And... They, they cover the gamut. Like, this is like multiple things to unpack. But what is uh, applicable to what we're talking about right now, James Baldwin is explaining, and mind you, this is, this, this is the shit that is most important. James Baldwin is a queer black mm. man. And yet, he is still defending and unable yeah. to wrap himself around his head around the possibility of any other fucking possibility for black men to respond to their oppression. And so oh fuck. Did I fucking lose the goddamn thing? God damn it. Oh, <laughs> you no, set okay. that up so right. beautifully. Okay. <laughs> this is uh Nikki's response. You so say you're talking about like a black man, that he can be nothing in the streets and so fearful in his home, that he can, he can be brutalized by some uh, white person somewhere and then come home and treat, you know, I mean, me, my it's mother, to, the same way that he was being treated, which perpetuates, I mean, you take yes, somebody like me, I'm not married, right? Yes, but Nikki, I, I couldn't play my mother. Yes, I know. You know what I mean? I, I just know. couldn't deal with it. I said, no, no, but, no, this won't but work. But Nikki, it's also true that since your mother played that role, you haven't got to. I couldn't. But you haven't got to, that's the point. Because she did. But... Her mother did. Yes, you know but, what I mean. Yes, but that's how we got here. I don't, what I what I really am trying to say is I don't want us to underestimate the price paid for us. I have a great deal of respect for those people, for for my parents, for people that I don't know, for the whole you know everybody who shuffled. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's a phenomenon to me how you could be mistreated and then come home and mistreat someone the same way in order. Well, first to, of all, Nikki. First of all, Nikki. You say mistreated, or I say mistreated. No. But in the, per in the mind of the person who is doing it, 
He's not mistreating you. Well, I'm not dealing with that. Well, I'm not going. I'm not going to even. I mean, let's not for a minute. Let's say in the mind of, let's say your father, who is just an example, mm-hmm, or the mind mm-hmm, of my father. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He is being mistreated. I'm mm-hmm. not going to deal with the cracker that's mistreating him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to deal with him. Mm-hmm. He knows that he is not being treated with the respect due him mm-hmm. as a person, mm-hmm. as a black man. Mm-hmm. Okay. In order to like get that together, when mm-hmm. he comes into that house, mm-hmm. he begins to like brutalize my mother. Mm-hmm. For example. Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. what I mean? Which mm-hmm. becomes like a phenomenon to me because I don't like white people and I'm afraid of black men, right? Mm-hmm. If you could follow what I'm saying I'm without anybody well. writing a letter and saying, sister, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but you can... Okay, so where do, what do you do? Listen, you have to... I think it's, what a, you it's have, a cycle. Of course it is, but you see, this is, what, this is one of the reasons I... This is one of the reasons I don't protest, but try to make clear that the words white and black don't mean anything. You know, the man... Co- a man comes home. You know, he is in a situation which he cannot control. He is a human being. It's got to come out somewhere. A, a poor Puerto Rican several years ago, for example, no, this is, this is a, it's, a, it's alleged. But I can see if this happened, why it happened. Cat came home and the three months old baby was screaming, and, you know, as babies do. And he killed it. He didn't mean to kill it. He picked it up and threw it against the wall. Yeah, I read about He didn't mean to kill it. It wasn't that. I understand, you know, because I've been there. I know something about that. I don't know if it happens to a woman, but it happens to a man. You, know, you cannot do anything. They got you. They got you. They got you by the throat and by the balls. And of course it comes out. And it comes out where, where would it come out? It because comes out in the person closest to you. I was going to say, that's so wrong, because what you perpetuate... Nikki, it may be wrong. I hate to use those kind of terms. But, but Nikki, it may, you're, Nikki, it may be wrong. Of course it's wrong. But we're dealing with human beings. You know, one cannot be romantic about human nature. One cannot be romantic about one's own nature. That's not fair. I don't think that I'm romantic, but... No, I don't mean that you are. I one, have seen how the community, and even today in 1971, even today there are divisions based on those same yes, kind of do. problems. That's right. So that the black men say, in order for me to be a man, you walk 10 paces behind me. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it means nothing. I can walk 10 paces behind a dog. It means nothing to me. But if that's what he needs, I'll never get far enough behind him. And she goes on to say, I don't like white people and I fear black men. And yeah, she like, said that in the beginning. Yeah. Damn. And I and I and I again I circle back to the first the the person that criticized um, or just you know had a critique of the platform who loved us enough that, to hold us accountable. Yeah, it was generous enough. That takes a that takes it just takes takes a lot. Um, so there's 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 again there's this idea that. And I just want to use us an ex- as an example that a black man died, well, George Floyd died, but again, before him, Breonna Taylor died. And like, of course, it wasn't as, um, it wasn't recorded, but, you know, 27-year-old EMT in bed, innocent, just, you know, responding as any sane person would or her boyfriend responded any sane person would at somebody barging into their house in the middle of the night you're going to protect yourself and then you have George Floyd 
innocent man as well, you know, very graphically being murdered um, for all to see. And I just think it's really interesting that our that our, that that our first response was to go and to be like, you know, how can we support you through this, you know? Um, and I think it's deeply, deeply connected to our conditioning and our support of our notions that men are supposed to protect us. We're supposed to support men and that our security is somehow deeply kind of connected to that. And I, I'm just speaking for myself. I, I'm not going to speak for you. Yeah, because I, and I think I, I will. Okay. I, I just love that because they go on, you know, in this conversation. Again, this is a queer black man who watched his father brutalize and take out his shit on his family to the point of him losing his mind. And he cannot fathom when Nikki's like, nah, that's actually not, that's not, that's not how, number one, that's not how it's supposed to be. Number two, my need of you is not to protect me and to provide for me, it's to just be next to me as a, as a support from a human being. He couldn't mm-hmm. fucking wrap, mm-hmm. he, he couldn't wrap his head around it. You can listen to the whole thing and at one point he's like, we'll put it nah, but who's going to take care of the kids? Yeah. Right. He's like, we'll but who's going to feed the kids? She's like, nigga, the, feeds, the kids is going to get fed. The rent's going to get fed. Like, but you can't keep putting this on me. I will not take it. And I, and I do feel like that is a narrative that we as black women are grappling with understanding that there are more, that there, that there is another possibility and that, again, this mirror is being wiped and it's getting more and more clear and that the work, the, the, the fucking, the machete has been laid in front of us just by talk, seeing Nikki and like, all we got to do is keep moving forward and like getting rid of, of more um, of the, 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 the weeds in front of us and like constantly weeding our psyche and our mind of like, all right, how much of this do I actually rock with and support? Right. I think, I think the best way that we can support and love each other. And that includes black men is to hold their asses accountable. And I really love the note. I love when I don't know who said it first, it might not have been him, but I know Will Smith says it all the time that he says, you know, the fact that you might have been traumatized is not your fault, but it is your responsibility to work through that. And I truly believe that. And my support, me saying, how can we support you better? Or I, me saying that to, to black men is not, it's not my attempt. I'll check myself and think about it and, and reflect on it. It's not my attempt to put their pain before mine, but it's also my challenge to them of how can I support you really feel your shit? And I think we did challenge them. And I'm going to continue to challenge every single one in my life. The conversations that I'm having with my um, 
black my friends that identify as black males are hard and i'm i'm holding their fucking asses to the fire their feet to the fire of like yo you got some shit with you when you going to talk about it when you going to go to therapy when you going to deal I, with it for real for real come to the mic boo you're way back i i just i i and i i think that this question that i wanted to ask got what wasn't I didn't ask it clearly enough. I'm not. I think I rock with Nikki a little bit more. I definitely do. And that I'm not responsible for mm. figuring that out with you. Like I'm, you're not going. I'm not going to do this with you. Like I have an. I know that there's another way, and there's another possibility of life for me. And the fact, again, that our first go-to was black men speaks to this, speaks to something that I, I hold myself accountable to and, like, you know, is just, just something that I personally want to do better with because it's also like am I fucking okay or or like mm-hmm. yeah you am know I what I mean am I prioritizing them am I not am I, like, not thinking am about- I fucking alright yeah. like why am I having to walk you through to like feeling yourself when again I don't feel well and I'm not I'm not the, just the the fucking um imagination that Nikki had that he was not he couldn't see it it was impossible to him I hear you and I just also I also think I think that's what trans and queer folks have above they they have a foresight and they have a, a clearing ahead of definitely us that's Definitely. like, and they're like, nigga, come on. Like, Most why you keep, he, why do I have to keep be the one to yeah. like fucking machete this shit? Like, when and can I, I step back? It, it doesn't, it, I don't lose the notion that most healers, quote unquote, that I've met in my life have been in the queer space. And I think that's for a fucking reason. I think that they, that their capacity for love and compassion and to hold space is far beyond what we've ever even challenged ourselves to do. Um, I'll say this. I, I agree with you. I don't, I, I'm no longer willing to shepherd anyone through their shit if it's depleting me. Now, what I'm saying is right now, I have the capacity to hold space. So I'm going to hold space. Now, if it gets too heavy a burden to bear, I'm going to, have to I'm gonna be honest about that which is why I'm like yo I can't be your sounding board but I can encourage you to go seek professional help who can help you I can encourage you for you to deal with your shit and have really hard conversations with yourself outside of that I don't know there's much that I can do but I know for a fact Shanti I just posted about this community is everything and you are someone that I lean on and you don't leave, it's not, and I'm not saying that, I'm not at all saying that you're saying to do this, but
but you hold space for me because you have the capacity to do it. Now, if you told me that you couldn't, I'd have to respect that. So I'm, I am just trying to be really clear with my language. And I agree with you 100% that we cannot be, we cannot do this emotional work for our men, for, for anyone. You can't do emotional work for anyone, men, women, trans, queer, lesbian, gay, non-binary, you can't do it. But you, if you can hold space to encourage them to do it, then by all means, that's all I'm saying. And all I'm saying is we have the capacity to hold space. We should question who is the first person that we decide to hold space for. We say to white people, uh, because it is a slap in the face for you to be for for to to expect to all of a sudden have to create a whole listing and like talk about your own experiences with a white person to make them understand you more their work is to come and put them themselves in positions where they're the minority mm-hmm. it's intimate work where they have to have deep conversations where they have to have friendships because it's only so far as like a fucking book can take you as well. And I think that we, I, can, I can no longer say like, you know, I need a queer person or like a trans person to like, I need to find some books about it. It's the, the work is being like, all right, I want to hold space for somebody at this moment. Maybe I should go to the person that probably is is feeling the most uncomfortable and most unseen in this moment, even if it's uncomfortable for me. I feel mm-hmm. like it's comfortable for us to be like, let me go talk to this black man because there is a cadence, a comfort, an understanding that, you know, makes it easiest for hold, to hold space for. And I just challenge us and folks to, in the future, to be like, and white folks that are listening as well, like, the work is in the intimate relationships and conversations and advances towards these folks. They don't need to be coming towards us. They're already exhausted. They're already right. like fucking macheting and right. like just trying to be seen. And then for us to be like, what? Well, I don't know where they at. Like, fuck it. Let's, no, you know, that's, it's that's just not. like, I, I would hope for us to continually pursue and when we have the capacity to hold space, to go to the people that hold that need that space and are ahead of us. Because what not. I'm realizing is like they're fucking it. They, the, the transcendence of like and the self-awareness and the power and the fearlessness it takes to be a trans person is, mm-hmm. is, is something that black men should fucking learn from. Like, yep. yo, how are you yep. doing this? Because I'm struggling. Like, right. like right. what? How do I do this? Yes. How, how do I feel empowered in this way to show up as my whole fucking self in ways that you just, that you're, do, you're putting your life on the line to do? Right. And I just, that's just like, I, I think that, I, I'll that's be honest, the work. A fear, I think, I, and, and again, I text, I, I tried to hold, sp- it's funny because I've I read I have both I have 
men that identify all kinds of ways in my life. And I reached out to all of them. And I think I feel so ill-equipped to hold space for certain ones because I, I, I don't feel, I, I'm scared that I'm not going to say or do the right thing. Like I can listen and I'll, sh- I'll listen and I'll shut up and I take stuff. But I also, I don't want to burden people and be like, yo, can, can you explain this yeah. to me? It's just like, well, yo, I don't want to fuck. No. It's such a, t- yeah. it's such a tight rope where I'm like, I don't, it, I know it's not your job to fucking explain this to me. No. Like I, I, I think, when I reached out yeah. to, when I reached out to the, to the, some of the guests, a guest that we're going to have on soon to talk more about this, um, I had to put all kinds of disclaimers in there like, yo, I know this is our work and I know that you're probably fucking exhausted. And I know, look, I, I, and I know that I have to find ways to figure this shit out for myself. Um, so if you, again, if you'll be generous enough you know, to come on and talk to us. I trust you with our audience. I trust you with our platform. And I'm asking as as humbly as I can. Like, it's just such a, it's just such a... It's uncomfortable. It's, a, it's, it's uncomfortable it's and uncomfortable. it's such a thin line between asking them to do our emotional work and teach us versus whole space to me. And I'm just like, yo, I got to figure it out. It's my work. I have to figure it out. We all do. And I, I, you know, and I think it's an, an, I think it's an, an, I think that it's an intimate thing that it makes it easier to share it on a platform when, you know, there's an intimate relationship in the first place. And so like maybe the work is not necessarily jumping to do it on the platform, but first like, yeah, we're going to be with that person first, be with that person and you, and you have, and like. That's my. That's that's, that's it. And then you present person. it to something else. But like yeah. this, like this, this thing that we're seeing with so many corporations of like, oh my fucking pants are down. Like, let me put on my prettiest underwear so that yeah. people know that I'm not raw dogging it. Like, it's it's performative. I, said, I saw that. Let me read this. I saw this tweet from Zwee. Z-I-W-E, and she wrote, right now, every employer in America is terrified that their black employees will be honest about their work experience. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. I was like, like yo, real fucking rap, yo. I just had, I just is, had that situation at work. And I but I, I think that we have to, in, in our places of privilege, and we have many, I have yes, many, Yes, same. I have to really figure out... Um. You, you just got to be at peace that this is a long fucking game. And like, it's nobody's goddamn business. Number one, it's nobody's business. Like, it's, it's, it's. What do you mean by it's that? It's intimate. It's oh, intimate. Okay. It takes a long time to wipe that mirror clean. This ain't a wipe off, wipe on TikTok shit. This is generations. Nikki. Jimmy, Audrey, Lord, they're giving us language that we're just now like, oh, maybe they're so ahead use. of their time. <laughs> but yeah. like, th- this is just the long game, generational, deeply intimate, deeply interpersonal work. And for like white folks, yeah, it's going to take a lot of fucking pursuing. You got to court black people. You can't expect within this that's lifetime great, for somebody to be like. 
oh, okay, yeah, I'm ready to talk. Like, nigga, you gotta, you gotta, I got about to be ready to file sexual harassment case. Like, this person keeps harassing me. And, and because that's it. They gotta have patience, too. If your intentions are real, yeah, it's just a long game thing. And, like, there's gonna be constant places where you fuck up. Constant places where you're like, oh, I got to do better. Constant places where you're myopic and you just don't know. Ooh, this bitch said myopic. Damn. Girl. You have been reading. I yes, quarantine. Oh, well. <laughs> that was a I've good word. I've been watching Betty and <laughs> Little Fires. Myopic. Around the way curl. Word of the week, baby. What does it mean? Dead ass. Get out I don't your nose. No. You can't what? You can't, <laughs> you can't see nothing else. It's just myopia. It's fucking can't see peripheral. What the fuck does that mean? You Nearsighted, bitch. Nearsighted. Oh. I just looked it up. <laughs> I'm, obs- I'm obsessed with you, yo. <laughs> I don't fucking anyway, know. All right, well, I, just, I think this uh, do you have more to add? I really I want to read this thing that I saw. I don't think you have any more to add. I want to read it. I think I think it's I, a great I do. I just want to say one thing. Uh, This is by Audre Lorde. There's always someone asking you to underline one piece of yourself, whether it's black, woman, mother, dyke, teacher, etc., because that's the piece that they need to key into. They want to dismiss everything else. But once you do that, then you've lost because you become acquired or bought by that particular essence of yourself and you've denied yourself all of the energy it takes to keep up all to keep all those others in jail only by learning to live in harmony with your contradictions can you keep it all afloat get motherfucking big do i use the thing Child. get big and and demand that you're seen in all the spaces. So shout out, shout out, you know who you are. Um, mm-hmm. Love you to death. And, you know. Shout out, shout out to you. I want to. Shout out wanna, to everybody. Yeah. But shout out to that person specifically for loving us enough. Um, I want to read this. This is my, uh, my new friend on IG who has their shit together, um, posted this and it really spoke to me. And they use the word debate, disclaimer, but I I think it's even when you just talk to someone and you ask them for their generosity and explaining shit to you. So this is what the post said. When you debate a person about something that affects them more than it affects you, remember that it will take a much greater emotional toll on them than you. For you, it may feel like an academic exercise. For them, it feels like revealing their pain, only to have you dismiss their experience and sometimes their humanity. The fact that you might remain more calm under these circumstances is a consequence of your privilege, not increased objectivity on your part. Stay humble. Bitch. Bit exactly, bitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> you bitch Shut ass, bitchy ass, bitch ass. Sit down, <laughs> be humble. <laughs> Real rap though, read that shit to yourself every day, cause we doing we we unraveling. So you out here protesting, out here marching, out here posting online. Have these hard conversations with yourself. 
Who you who you who you protecting and who you who aren't you? I don't think that's grammatically correct, but you know what I mean. And what are you protecting in yourself? I think that's what. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what. Um. Yeah, like why why are we so attached to men being our protectors? And I just want to say one last thing. That's it. Another thing that I've been thinking about is the. Imagination that is required and is the foundation for like black liberation generationally. I was Mm. talking with a friend today, the fact that you being a house slave or a field slave and being like, we're going to get free, like we're going to be free requires an imagination that is active and thriving and to and to be able to pass to to have that manifest and it wasn't even black people it was the civil war in which that manifested so like the imagination is really, 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 really powerful. And we can even see in the conversation with Nikki and James that like she saw something and was imagining and was committed to something regardless of what the fuck this elder that was far more experienced. Yeah. It's fucking James Baldwin and she was like, actually. And she's fucking 28. Not me. That ain't how I'm living my life. Yeah. He was like, but wait. It's impossible. And I just think we need to stay steadfast and realize that that's creative energy, which is, which is reflective of fucking God because God is a, an Preach. ultimate creator. That, that's what God does. And to just like hold fast to these imaginings of impossible things. And again, queer and trans folk to be born in a body and to be like, yeah, you know what? This isn't me. I, I, I imagine myself. I know myself to be something else. I am something. I'm not any of this shit. Is, 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 is God's imagination just fucking actualizing itself? Yeah. Like, it's beyond. And we got we to gotta keep up. That's all. We got to highlight and we got to keep up. Because this... The possibilities are beyond, are just beyond our fucking understanding. So, anyway, that's all I think. So I just agree. Kind of that like was great. Keep fucking, the way you, yeah. It's it's beyond us at this point, and it's beyond the narrative of, of black men or men in general. Like y'all actually got to get in the back, like put the machete down, y'all fucking. Killing everybody else. You're maiming the fucking parade. Going back for a minute. Or at least I don't ask know if it's going the back. I think it's let others be on the same fucking line as you. Like recognize. Yeah. Recognize everybody the fuck else. I don't want to prioritize any shit, anybody's shit over anybody's shit. I think they should go in the back for a little bit and get the get healed up. Watch. What oh, if, if they go in the back, you go, go get healed up. And, I mean, we're still going in the same direction. We all going, <laughs> but like, let somebody else 
<laughs> Let somebody else do this shit. I mean, and they have been doing this shit anyway, you know? Anyway, but um, all right, that's all I have to say. This and was dope. I thank you, Shanti. Um, I think I, you I feel like um, folks are going to have... I think people are going to have something to say about this. So please call us. Call us at 215-948-2780. Do it the sister did. Put the shit in when your I phone so when you're listening. When I had a hustle, who does? Uh, put the shit in your phone when you're listening so that you could just hit us up and be like, no, bitch, I don't agree. We'll hold you accountable so we could just bang on you. It's like I'm playing. <laughs> 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 I'd be like, oh, shut the fuck up back. and get off my phone. Click. Um, Stop playing on my goddamn phone. <laughs> don't play with other people's kids. <laughs> corny ass. Um, so, yeah, hit us up. Be patient with us, please. We are we are all being brave us. enough. We all got work to do. Right, but we're being brave enough to to be learning and unlearning publicly with our real names out there, with our real faces out there, doing our best. So please give us some grace and 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 but still hold us accountable. You know that's what that's what this whole episode is. You know, and and I look forward. I cannot wait. I can't wait for this uh, for these upcoming episodes. I'm super hyped. Like now that I have the guests that I have secured, I'm just like I'm I'm probably not going to say nothing the whole episode. I'm just like talk your motherfucking shit, girl. Like this this human is weird, one of the dopest humans alive. I don't want to I don't want to jinx it and put her name out there and like but she is everything. She ever, she everything. It's basic. We have Beyonce. It's not Beyonce, but it's it's my version of Beyonce. So, oh, oh. For real, I I love this girl. So I I cannot wait. I'm hype. I'm hype. Y'all can hear me. I'm dick riding. I'm hype. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but go ahead, take us out. You got any deep belly breath affirmations or some shit? Do you leave us out with? I think we need to. White people won't save you. White people <laughs> won't save you. White people won't. I wish I had all the saving affirmations. We got to remember that. White people won't save you. What'd you say? What else won't save you? I don't remember. Child. We're going to... We... we, we it's We got into an argument about that, so let's not bring that yeah, up. Yeah, I don't bring that shit up because you be like, <laughs> wait a minute! I don't agree with Biden you. Biden is going to save us! <laughs> huh. That's another conversation. Someday. Someday. I could only handle That's going to be the end of it. And that's going to be like, I'm like, fuck around the way, curl. It's dead. It's fucking dead. (laughs) That episode's going to be rough. That's going to be the hard one. Yeah, y'all definitely want to watch that on Patreon. My head (laughs) is going to be be fucking exploding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But actually, I love you, Pukas. I love you too. Take care, everybody. It's niggas is tired. Also, I'm tired. Yeah. All right. Well, you better go drink some water. I am. I've been drinking water. I'm. The, it was hot as fuck out there. The yo. But shout out and special shout out to all the people that's going out and spending their money and being on these routes and giving out free water and snacks and passing out hand sanitizer and masks. That is also necessary because. Whew. I spent the past you already out. had COVID-19, so you're not at risk of getting it again. That is fake news. Uh, <laughs> they do not know if you can get we it ha- again. It was recorded. 
You had all the symptoms. It's no, good, I'm girl. Saying, you're free now. You better no, go the, run these. You, you are run confused. These. You're confused. You they do not know if you can get it again. They do not know. They think oh, that you probably shit. can. So that's the fake news. Five G. Not that I had COVID. It's volume or whatever the fuck five G does. <laughs> Let's get the fuck off this episode. It's increasing. It's you, frequencies. You, you get Nexus hotel. aliens. <laughs> you just say any old water. thing. I'll never be. That's the uh, listen. Listen, you know I'm a hotep when I really do support this vegan lifestyle, and that ain't gonna never happen. Look at Can you. you. See that? What that say? Don't believe the hype. Alkaline water, bitch. I'm on it. Elevating my shit. Come on, we gotta go. That's why you dehydrated still. <laughs> I'm done shit with you. Ain't real. Hank up. I hate you. <laughs> Come on. And with that, we are <laughs> gonna cry ourselves to sleep, child. <laughs> we out. Can't stand you. You have just heard an around away curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Aroundaway Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. Uh-huh.